0: Die Hard eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by win bet bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets bet big win bigger with win bet head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet That's sports gambling podcast.com slash w y n n b e t to claim your free bets today we're also brought to you by ip vanish IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off. If you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP, that's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Ooh, welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Sean stack in the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And it is here. D day is upon us. The Eagles training camp kicks off today. They report to camp. It is, it just feels like summer. I, you, know, you got the, I, I, I just can't wait to update uh, my phone and just scroll through and see, oh, Hertz went three for four, going against the ones. The A.J. Brown chemistry, it's paying off. Jordan Davis going toe-to-toe with Jason Kelsey. I'm just excited for training camp. Rob, what about you? Anything in particular you're getting super jacked for?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, just to have some real Eagles news again, it's going to be amazing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of matchups I'm really looking to see. I mean, obviously we want to see the revamped offense with, uh, you know, AJ Brown. Um, but I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, I think that goes without saying, I'm really looking forward to the defense here. You know, there's, there's rumors that we're trending more toward a three, four. I'm super pumped to have the Dean. So I really want to see what he can do, uh, as a linebacker. That's a position that we've just been missing for so long. And now, you know, this year between Dean and, um, the other guy that we signed, is it white um, I'm blanking here. Um, you yeah. know, I think we could actually have a good linebacker core. So I, I, I want to see that. I want to see them get some pressure.
0: Yeah. And and kind of lost in all the AJ Brown hype and uh, the draft with Jordan Davis and a Kobe Dean. I, I think people almost forget that we brought in Hassan Reddick, who, Again, I think he's a little bit one-dimensional and that he's just a pass rushing specialist, but for a team that was like what, 30th in sacks last year, we need more pass rush. And uh it, I I think he really Michael Lombardi who does his like red chip blue chip had him right up there uh with some of the uh, blue chip players as far as best pass rushers in the game and I feel like that's kind of gotten swept under the rug as the offseason has gone along. What about you Justin? What do you what do you jack to see in camp?
2: Yeah, I'm completely with Rob here. I mean, defense, obviously, and the, the, you know, Jordan Davis clogging holes and Nicobe Dean, you know, on the linebacker core there. Uh, But also, I mean, big thing is going to be Hurts, right? And you kind of, pointed to it when you started, Sean. I mean, I, I just can't wait for the continuous videos of him, you know, with throwing motions and what's he doing here with scrambling and, you know, hearing how many passes he's completed, uh, what he hasn't been able to complete um, and wondering, you know, how well he's going to start using his progressions um, and how he's going to fit in with, you know, what looks to be a top wide receiving core now in the league.
0: Yeah. You know, um, I was listening to some film study on Hertz and it's a lot of the same stuff that we we've heard as complaints about, like, you know, not going through his progressions, maybe a little, um, you know, not the greatest footwork, that kind of stuff, but also pointing out that he did improve a lot in the second half of the season. And then, you know, the second half of the season, uh, you saw him progressing better, going through some reads more than he was early on in the season. Uh, Rob, we were off air. We were on our hiatus when the news broke about the Jalen hurts, uh, you know, struggling in training camp, 10 throws, four interceptions, you're rolling your eyes, but are you, here's my thing. I, as a, as a Jalen hurts apologist. I'm not worried that he had maybe a bad practice session. I'm slightly worried that someone leaked that to a reliable reporter in Derek Gunn. That to me is is kind of concerning because what's the agenda there on them leaking it to Derek Gunn? Any any uh, fire with this Jalen Hurts smoke?
1: Yeah, I mean you're right. Someone leaked it, and and who knows what that means. But I, I think you you can't take any stock out of this. I mean, one. There were equal reports that in practices he looked really good. Yeah. Um, so if you want to take the reports, you know, you gotta, you know, take the good with the bad, I guess. But you know, it's so hard to know what the scenario was, right? I mean, you could have a, a practice scenario where maybe the coach says, just force it. Let's see what happens. Or maybe the defense is doing something new that he hasn't seen. Or, you know, there could be so many different reasons for a bad performance. Now, <clears throat> you know, if we get in the training camp here and we start hearing day to day that he's not looking sharp or when they have their joint practices, which I believe they have two this year, uh, with the Browns and I forget the other team, Miami, is it Miami? Um, you know, then I'm going to start getting concerned, but this random one-off report, I don't think you can put any stock in it. And, and I say that good or bad, even the good reports, I don't think you can take any stock in that. I mean, they're not in pads, they're throwing, there's very little pressure on the QBs to begin with. So good or bad, you you know, let's see what happens in camp here.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 training camp, right? But to your point, joint practices have kind of turned into the the new uh, preseason game. It seems like the Eagles were just like not playing many of the starters in their preseason game. And also, you know, the early on Sirianni caught a ton of grief for not going hard on the practices. And again, maybe it's related, maybe it's not, but the Eagles pretty solid overall knock on wood last year with injury luck. We'll see if that continues. I imagine they're going to have a kind of lighter uh, approach when it comes to that stuff. What about you, Justin? Any, uh, any take so far on the early Jalen hurts rumbling? Uh, I just,
2: I got to do this just for, you know, our sake here. Practice. We're talking about practice, Sean. I mean, come on with Jalen and what's going on there. I mean, like Rob said, there's, there's multiple scenarios uh, that could have taken place in order for that to to happen. Um, It maybe you do need to worry a little bit about it leaking out, you know, how he does seem to play a little bit of 3D chess sometimes when it comes to reporting and getting the information out there before he wants to do something. But I I don't think it's as deceptive as that. Um, I just think it happened to be a bad practice, as you guys pointed out. Um, I I like the fact that, yeah, you pointed out the fact that – you know, we we haven't run our veterans that hard uh, initially at the beginning of the season. And you know who else doesn't actually? McVay doesn't uh, with the Rams, you know, and those guys are healthy and you know, they were able to win a, a Super Bowl due to that. Uh, people had pointed that out during the preseason last season, you know. So I uh, keep them healthy. I'm completely fine with that. And I think we need to do that as well. I mean, you look at some of the guys we have there, the veterans who are great, like Lane, Kelsey, you know, they could use, you know, a little bit more time. They don't need the reps like other guys do. And then you got guys like Sanders who, I mean, let's face it. He's, he's a bit injury prone at this, at this point. So you don't need to work him nearly as hard as well.
0: Taking a quick break to talk about win bet. That's right. Oh man. Bet $50, get $200 in free bets. Of course, you know, that, about Win, uh, if you're betting baseball, the best prices in baseball, the juice, the reduced juice all over at win. And of course the ultimate fantasy football experience for every $500 bet on sports or casino before the end of the month, you are entered to win a stay at the Win resorts. You and your entire league so much to choose from. All you got to do is go to sports gambling slash win bet. That's sports gambling slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bets today offer subjects to of change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough through WinBet is available. If you're someone, you know, has a given problem call 1-800-522-4700 and we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, no, um, that, yeah, I mean, taking it easy. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I, I think we're going to see very little out of the Eagles and Sirianni in training camp this year. I mean, you get your couple open days, but I don't think they're going to show much. It's clear the league's trending to use these joint practices as the real training camp days to really get the work in. Um, so, you know, I, I'd be surprised if we actually see a lot. A lot of it's going to happen behind closed doors, and and I think we're going to see very little play in the preseason again this year, like you guys said. Um <clears throat> You know the only thing i'm going to note for justin with his practice comment is when iverson said that he was an established franchise player and a superstar um so i'm not not a
2: superstar
0: oh my god (laughs) sean's gonna be pissed why do i have a (laughs) shade i sure hope he
1: will be um but let's see where this season goes
0: practice uh (laughs) speaking of superstar social media superstar gardner Minshew. I don't think I've gotten your uh, guy's reaction yet in the group text. So I'm going to bring it up now. I don't know if you saw, but I guess in the off season, he lives in this converted school van that he also has like a bedroom in there and kind of like a mini RV and just travels around and trains and uh, lives this like, you know, gallivanting life. The Gardner Minshew van is up for sale. Justin, any chance, uh, any chance we make a bid on that for the podcast? Uh, hey, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm all for it, but I don't think we can afford it. I mean, man, uh just thinking about the fact that yeah, if you do, if you do end up with it, you definitely got to clean that thing thoroughly. <laughs> I don't know what that that detail job's going to cost you. Maybe as have- much
0: as the van itself. It did mention Shag a love shack at some point in there. (laughs) You can only imagine what, uh, what Minshew is up to um, in that van. Kudos to Minshew. He did go up to Nick Sirianni and say, Hey man, what do I got to do to be the starting quarterback? And Sirianni just flat out told him, Hey man, sorry, not going to happen. Hertz is the guy.
1: So let me ask you this, Sean, while we're on the Minshew topic. Are if you're the Eagles, are you listening to offers this offseason for him? If, you know, if a team has a QB go down, they need a backup. Um, You know, maybe Carson Strong looks decent in, uh, you know, training camp. Are you listening or are you keeping him as, as insurance no matter what?
0: No, I, I think especially now with the 17 game season, I think you need a guy like Gardner Minshew. Like you could make a case that like Gardner Minshew probably like what top? five, six, seven backups. Like he's, he's shown he can step in and and get a victory. I don't think he's a long-term solution, but in a 17 game season, you know, Hertz is a running quarterback as well. You know, he, he's got that ankle thing, you know, bruises a knee, whatever it is. It's great to have a guy like Minshew that you can drop in. I wouldn't want to leave it up to Carson strong because, you know, there's a very real scenario. If, if, if Hertz has to miss a couple games, you don't want us, You don't want us uh, costing that uh, a playoff spot. And I think that jets example was a perfect reason why you keep Minshew and Minshew is just good enough to not cause a a crazy like QB controversy, but still be good enough that you feel okay. Starting with him. Like he's a, he's and he's on a rookie contract. Like I, you know, when the when the uh, when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts and said, Hey, we want to have like a competent replacement for Carson Wentz because of his injury and I- issues, it kind of made sense. The fact that they wasted a second round pick on it doesn't, but you know, like a guy in the third round or or Minshew, they give up a six-round pick for him. I mean, you know, you can get a little cute, and and if someone offered you like a second or third rounder, I guess you would have to think about it. But man, for what you would be getting back for Minshew, I just don't think it's worth it. I mean,
1: Rob, would you trade Minshew right now? You, I don't think so, right? No, I'm with you. It'd have to be an offer that would blow me away. I do think with the 17 game schedule, you need uh, a competent backup more than ever, and certainly, I think he is a, a good backup. And I mean, you could argue there's not a huge drop off as of yet. Now, hopefully, Jalen takes that step this year, and we see more, especially from the passing, um, but I, I, I'm with you. Unless, look, everyone's available for the right price, and if a team blows you away, and you know who knows? Sometimes Howie uh, has a great track record in getting other teams to overpay, especially for QBs. I mean, remember what we got for Sam Bradford and other guys <laughs> like that? I
0: know. But- I was I was just looking at that uh, trade chart for Sam Bradford. That was insane that we got a first and a fourth. And what he got for Carson Wentz. I feel like even, uh, and I don't know if this was Howie or not, but when we traded Kevin Cobb to the Cardinals, that was a oh, yeah we have a pretty good track record. I mean, even the fact that we got a third rounder for McNabb at the time, because he was so washed, I think it was probably a good deal. If you're trading quarterbacks with the Eagles, it's, it's not been a a great uh, thing for teams so far. I mean, Wentz almost got to the playoffs, but other than that, I, I can't think of anyone being traded from the Eagles as a quarterback and having success. You'd have to go back all the way to like Randall Cunningham. Uh, and I don't even think he was traded. He may have just been like retired for a year and then came back. But uh Justin, what about you? You're not you're not moving Minshew, right? I mean, he's he's the perfect backup quarterback.
2: No, I mean, you're certainly entertaining offers, I think, at all times if you're Howie, but I, I think the case where you're potentially shopping him you're definitely not doing any of that but if somebody's calling I'd certainly be listening um yeah the season's long but uh I I mean I don't think you're winning a Super Bowl with Minshew anyways at this point um he's on the last year of that rookie contract correct I think so so I mean at this point uh you got to cut bait with him next season I would assume um so maybe towards the end of the season if you could do it who knows but um, at this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't move him. Yeah, he
0: seems like a good guy. You want to, you want to hang on. <laughs> good guy. I, at least a fun guy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, now training camp coming up, non-injury related because I'm not even going to put that mojo out there. But biggest concern that we haven't really even talked about. To me, I'm still a little worried about this kind of switch to the three-four. I. I it sounds good on paper, and and obviously getting Jordan Davis as that n- nose tackle to kind of solidify it, that makes sense. But I, I I would be lying if I was saying I'm not a little bit nervous about switching to the three four, or just any sort of scheme adjustment. I like the consistency in offense. First time I think in his career since high school, Her- Hertz has had the uh, same play caller back to back years and same offense. So I like that consistency, a little worried about switching it up on defense. Justin, if you had a, if you had to pick one red flag, what do you, what do you think that would be?
2: Um, just with the team overall, I mean the switching. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I would say I'm a little bit concerned with that as well, Sean, uh, it looked like our defense struggled a bit with Gannon in his first season there. So, you know, to make more changes with the defense, granted, I would say we stepped it up with the talent that we have on that side of the field. Now, um, you do question how much more do you want to try to change things, um, and potentially, you know, confuse these guys. Uh, but I, I, From what I understand, I think, yeah, three, four potentially, but also more of a hybrid system, moving these guys around a little bit, not always um, at a specific base defense there. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, I, I would say if there is one thing to be worried about, yeah, it would definitely still be the defensive side of the ball because as talented as Davis is, as talented as Dean is as well, uh, the fact that they're rookies, you know, we we didn't just completely solve this problem on the defensive side of the ball. These guys still need to be able to learn the system. Gannon still needs to be able to coach these guys up as talented as they are. And um, if we can be honest last season, I don't think he coached the defense up as well as he should have.
0: Yeah. Everyone talks about the pressure on Taylor hurts. Now that they've given him weapons, I think the same applies to, um, you know, to the defense, like, Hey, okay. Maybe you got some JG as they call him. You, you had some excuses because the talent wasn't there now, a lot more talent, Bradbury, Jordan Davis, sound reddick. You, you, the defense needs to step up, Rob. What about you? What's, what's, what's your biggest red flag for training camp?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, well, look, the biggest red flag is Jalen Hurts and and it's how dare uh, will he be able to perform? <laughs> He's got the talent. And, you know, let's see. I'm I'm pulling for him. I hope he does well. But clearly, that's the biggest red flag going in. And it's the biggest question mark going in because, look, we have a top offensive line in the league in the league. Uh, you know, definitely top three. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we have. A uh, great wide receiver core now with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, Quez is a number three, Pascal's solid. Um, and now you have you know, you have Miles Sanders, you have Gainwell in the back. So the skill position guys are there. So, really, that is the biggest question, Mark. But I think your question originally was that the people are not talking about, and clearly everyone's talking about Jalen Hurts. So that's nothing new. That's nothing, um, you know, that's not news shattering. I, I think it goes to the defense, like you guys said, and I think it is Jonathan Gannon. I mean, you guys know I was skeptical about him last year. Um, he certainly has a lot I to prove. Been. I am not overly worried about the scheme change personally, because look in the NFL these days, all these defenses are multiple. They're switching back and forth. They're hybrid. Mm -hmm. So you can call it whatever you want, but to me, that's not the biggest red flag. It's it's, can he adjust and can he take advantage of the players he has? And I'm not convinced he showed that at all times last year. Um, You know, the defense is significantly upgraded in multiple levels. You know, we talked about the D line with Hassan Reddick you know Jordan Davis is really going to anchor that middle as a as a nose tackle. You have Nakobe Dean. You have White now as linebackers, and we also forgot. You know, no one's mentioned yet Bradbury. So yeah, you know, now we have two real competent, good cornerbacks. Um, and you know, I think the weakness is safety. So if beyond Gannon in the scheme, I think the question mark going in for me is the safety. How can they be? Can anyone step up? Or is that going to be the weakness in our defense?
0: Yeah, safety still feels like a bit of a red flag. But if we can get a a little pass rush, maybe that can, uh, yeah, that can kind of calm the fears there. Justin, is there something that people are worried about that's getting a lot of hype? obviously hurts is, is always up there, but that people are, people are really worried about that. You think we're going to be completely fine. Like, Hey, don't worry about X, Y, or Z, even though it's getting a ton of attention right now. No, I don't think
2: there's, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm always going to be worried about whatever. I don't think you can ever, especially in the national football league, think that you're, you're solid in any aspect of the game. To be completely honest with you, Sean, I guess there is, The guy whose name I guess we haven't really brought up much um, who maybe I am a a bit worried about is uh, Sanders because Mm. if, if we, you know, Jalen has struggled, uh, which has been pointed out, but our run game was really strong last season. And I know that was despite Sanders, especially in the beginning of the season when we finally started to run the ball more, but if he can be healthy, I mean, and I know we've brought this up. I think this is the third season now. If he can be healthy, though, I think he adds so much more to this team. And it just, uh, I guess, if you're asking me if I'm worried about something, his health worries me once again, where maybe we can't get, you know, that extra talent out of the offense uh, because he's not healthy again. And we got to, you know, go back. And I know we're hoping, you know, that Gainwell can fill that void if if uh, Sanders does go down again. Uh, but I don't know. If If Gainwell is as talented or will ever be as talented as Sanders is on his best day.
0: Well, yeah, let's pivot there because I think that's an interesting conversation to have. I'm hearing reports that, you know, uh, Gainwell could be have a bigger role in the offense and maybe even a bigger role than Miles Sanders, because, again, he's attached to this coaching staff. You know miles Sanders is in this last year. I, I'd be kind of surprised if the Eagles re-sign him because I think someone would probably be willing to roll the dice and give him more money than we'd actually be willing to pay a, a a running back. I guess that could go two ways. Maybe we just try and get everything we can out of him in his last year here. But Rob, what do you what do you what do you imagine the carry workload, the the touches between Gainwell and Sanders? Do you think Sanders is still going to be the lead guy or no?
1: I think he's the lead guy if he's healthy, but, you know, I think the team certainly has incentive to get Gainwell involved. Um, You know, one, I, 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 I mean, they're similar backs, but they're not the same, but I, I'm with you, Sean, I'm not convinced the team is ready to commit to Sanders long-term. So the question is, I think they're going to need to see more out of Gainwell to, to, you know, know what they have in him and to help make a decision if they're going to commit to Sanders. So, you know, I could definitely see like a 60, 40 workload kind of thing, or, you know, not 60, 40, cause there'll probably be a third back that gets a few touches, but um, I don't think it's going to be a dramatic like eighty twenty or something like that. I think you're going to see a pretty solid rotation, especially you know with Sanders injury concerns. I, I think they're going to mix it up and have a rotation back there.
0: Yeah. Would either of you commit to Sanders? No, no. I mean, I, I like him and his and his game breaking plays. You know, he had a bunch in the twenty twenty season were awesome. Those long runs. But it's a running back. Like we don't, you know, we can't pay running backs. We're not a team. We're not the. What are we going to become? The Giants and and start drafting running backs, <laughs> you know, second overall and giving them these massive deals. I, it, it's kind of unfortunate. But the running back position's pretty devalued long term. You just get these guys on rookie contracts, run the crap out of them, and then uh, move on. They they become pretty disposable. So, I hey. I feel, I feel bad for Miles. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, no, I with agree Sean. With
1: Oh, sorry, Rob. Uh, no, I was just going to say I, I'm with Sean. I mean, look, the, the prices of all these positions are creeping up. You got to stay under the cap. I I just think, unfortunately, the running back position has become one position where the, the talent or the production level from the true top tier guys to a uh, you know, guy, you can get in like the third round or wherever it may be, uh, isn't drastic enough that you want to pay huge, huge money. Now, look, if it's a decent team-friendly deal or something reasonable, and we can make it work in the cap, I'm certainly not opposed to bringing Sanders back, especially if he has a good year this year. Um, but I'm not, I'm not paying huge mega bucks um, for a running.
0: Yeah, back. it just, it just seems the window of him having a good enough year that we would want to resign him. Um, and, but I think if he has a good enough year, he's going to want to be on the open market and get more money. So it's like, or he doesn't have a good year and then we don't want to resign him anyway. So it, it seems like it's going to be tough for him to have a good enough year that we want him back, but that his price is something we would actually resign him at. Uh,
2: so, yeah, no, I-, I agree with you guys. I wouldn't resign him. Um, and I think. The fact that we wouldn't resign him is kind of interesting when you talk about, you know, the number of carries, because if he does stay healthy, why not just feed him the ball? Because you're probably not going to have him next season, so just work him, you know, um, and feed him. But I think it does make sense overall, just with his health, to add – Potentially just try to split the carries between him and Gainwell, Um, try to keep him healthy, but also see, as what Rob pointed out, uh, what you have in Gainwell overall.
1: So let me ask you guys this while we're on the running back topic, and this isn't specific to uh, Miles Sanders, but, you know, so we saw last year, clearly the team pivoted uh, from early in the season to a run heavy offense. And I I don't even know what the exact uh, balance was, it was probably more like 50, 50. I don't know. So I shouldn't say run heavy, but in today's league, it was certainly a run heavy offense. We had a top rushing attack. What do you think the team would ideally like the run pass ratio to be this year coming into, you know, another year of Jalen hurts, picking up AJ Brown. Um, do you think they stay run heavy? Do you, do you think they're going more pass heavy? Where do you think that shakes out ideally?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's it's one of those things where I think they, uh, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie, they're all, they are pass heavy, but also I, I think there was a, there was like a correlation there between when Sirianni gave up play calling when they were like two and five and Shane Steichen, who is a very run heavy guy and the running running the ball worked. So I don't think they, I think they want to pass the ball more, but I think also they realized how successful it was. So I think, I think they're going to run less, but I still think they're going to be one of the, I would be surprised if they weren't like top seven in rush attempts in the NFL. I don't think you're going to go back to those that offense. You saw those like first seven games where they were thrown like 30 plus times a game. I mean, I, I think Hertz's sweet spot is like high twenties. Um, other than that, I think it's just, it doesn't make sense that our offensive line is so good. The alignment the love run blocking. So I think, yeah, you want to be more uh, involved in the pass because that's ultimately how you win long term in the league. But also, like running the ball works for this team, so I think I think they're going to kind of split the difference between what they did early and late last year because they were going crazy heavy run late. But I don't know where are you at, Justin?
1: So what's your ratio, Sean? Percentage pass run?
0: I'm going to say I'm going to say I still think. I think they're going to still run the ball slightly more than uh, pass. I think it's going to be like 55, 45 where I think, Oh, uh, well, Oh,
2: just a heads up, Sean, because I just pulled it up last season. It was 52% run 47% pass. Okay. And so then they're... Tampa Bay led the league with, in passing with 65%, uh, 35% run. So
0: they, sorry, you said 52% run. Yeah. Almost 53
1: yeah, okay. Eagles. So then,
0: so then maybe, we maybe they'll go down to like a true 50, 50 and, and that 52% is probably skewed because in the, in the beginning of the year, when they were getting blown out too, they were throwing a ball a ton to start. And then, you know, playing catch up, they were throwing a ton. So I think at the end of the year, it'll look like a true 50, 50, which will still put them pretty high compared to the rest of the league. But that's interesting. So Tampa Bay was all the way up to 63% throwing. I think sixty five. five. Yeah, I think in Howie's dream world, that's where they went end up. Maybe they get to like 55% throwing in, in a perfect world this season. But uh, with where Hurts is right now, I think that would be crazy. Taking a quick break to talk about IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the VPN I love. It's the VPN I trust. Again, it's the internet bunch of crazy stuff that can happen. Your de- private details, your password, your browsing history, so much information of yours. You want it encrypted. You want it safe. And you can get that over at IP vanish. You can even hide your location. Uh, you know, when you're using a, a streaming media, like a fire stick again, don't go on don't go online without using IP vanish. Are you crazy? And the best part is 70% off their yearly plan and a 30-day money-back guarantee. All you gotta do is go to IPvanish.com slash SGP. Ipvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Dave. That's right, your good buddy Dave. We've all been uh some times a little low on cash. I know uh man, I've had some car issues over the years where it's just like, oh, I got to get a new head gasket. What am I going to do? I need money. I My cards are maxed out a little tight. And uh, it, it really is frustrating being in a tough spot like that. You don't have to ask friends or family. That's why you got your good buddy, Dave. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, can be super super stressful. Again, hindsight's 2020, 20, but you know, what if you can uh, get a little help from your buddy Dave? That's right, Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to 500 in $500 instantly with extra cash. Some more money to fill your tank, get a gift, catch up on bills, finally cat, you know, get those expenses uh taken care of that have been stressing you out. No interest and no credit check. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help download dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you download the dave app from the app store right now that's d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to 500 instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply banking provided by evolve member fdic and we're back on the Die Hard eagles podcast I think, um, I,
2: as you pointed out, yeah, at the beginning of the season, you kind of saw what Sirianni wanted us to do uh, as a team uh, as far as throwing. But I, I don't know if we're necessarily built for that. Obviously, with the receivers we have now, we kind of are. But I, I don't know with Hurts back there. So, yeah, I think I would agree with Sean. Um, you know, it's definitely going to change. We'll be, be more pass-heavy. I would say he wants to get to about 40 40-60, 40-run, 60-pass. I don't know if that's doable, though, honestly, with what we have still and the fact that Hurts is back there. So, I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but I would say it's probably going to be around 45-55, 45-run, 55-pass.
1: Rob, what's, yeah, your, what's, what's your percent? I'm going to say around 55-57% to 57% pass. Hmm in that what? range. I think that's where they want to go. I think that's where they think the league is trending. Um, you know, you have to be able to pass. If, if you, if you can only run, you see what happens in the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay. Uh, you, uh, know, you know, hurts, is, utterly hurts his stopped.
0: ankle hurts his ankle. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like yeah. I'm not using
1: that excuse
0: enough. Hurts, no, you need on the playoff. Game. You do though. You need to be able to pass the ball. Uh, you,
2: you at least need, if not be able to pass the ball, you need that threat to be able to pass the ball in order to, you know, win those those difficult games, as Rob pointed out in the playoffs. If not, I mean, yeah. they're just going to be sitting on it, and they know that you're, you know, you don't have
1: as many <laughs> tools there to utilize, so yeah. you're not going to be able to complete it's this simple. You don't trade a first round pick and give a massive extension to AJ Brown to just run the ball. He's not out there to be a decoy. Clearly they want to pass. They want to have a better mm-hmm. receiver core. So if that number doesn't go up, clearly something's not going right this year. Well,
0: maybe they. Maybe he's the next, uh, you know, sega white whiteside He's a really good run blocker, maybe a backup tight end. He would-
2: Get his name out of your mouth. <laughs>
0: Rob, you mentioned uh, in our group text, AJ Brown, top 10 receiver. As much as I'm hyped on AJ and the connection with Hertz, I'm going to say no, at least not statistically. I think he'll have a couple big games and honestly, like, uh, that, that is one aspect that's pretty appealing about him. He comes up big in big games, but I think what at the end of the year, when you look at like top 10 stats, I don't think he'll be there one. Cause I still don't think they're going to be passing enough to get to those numbers. And two, I think Devonta Smith is going to be in a good spot to catch a bunch of balls, him and Dallas Goddard and, you know, gain well out of the backfield um, we actually have some uh, other solid weapons right now, you know, throw that in with like Hertz's running ability. And I just don't think statistically he's going to be top 10, but I do think he's going to have a couple like massive games where you go, man, that this guy certainly has top 10 talent, but what about you, Rob? You threw it out there. I didn't, I didn't see if you answered
1: Yeah. And I think the reason that came up is, you know, they've been coming out over the last week or two with all the Madden rankings. And I, and he was not in the top 10 is my recollection. Um, I'm not even sure. Uh, I think he was just in the top 20 or something like that, but um, I, I certainly, I agree from a statistical perspective. I I do not think he will be a top 10 statistical wide receiver, nor has he been, but I I mean, I think he gets a little undervalued for a couple of reasons. I mean, One, we have to remember he's still young, too. I mean, what is he, 24, 25, something like that? Um, So and two, he's coming from the Titans. I mean, you know, their whole offense relies and is centered around Henry. They are certainly not a pass first team, nor were we last year. But. Um, So so I think that certainly affected his statistics. And I agree with you coming in this year. uh, For us, I don't think he's going to have top 10 wide receiver statistics. There's just some teams that are going to have receivers that are going to far eclipse him statistically. But I do think from a physical talent perspective, you could argue he's right up there in the top 10. I mean, he's fast, he's physical, he's big, he's strong. I mean, I saw him on the field at that softball game. I mean, he is a big, I'm strong I'm thinking guy. about it. So, um, okay. so I, I do think, for you know, I think the talent is there, certainly, that he could be a top 10 wide receiver. But I agree with you. I'm not sure that he will be this year, nor has he been from a statistical perspective.
0: Justin, you're going to go contrarian, call him a top 10 receiver? Uh, I think he has the
2: ability to be that, but as Rob pointed out, I mean, he pointed out his past and why maybe he hasn't been there. I I don't know if you're going to be able to call him a top 10 receiver on this team also simply because, you know, he's going to be the main focus for the defense and Devontae's on the other side. And I think it's just going to be so much easier to throw to him or to throw to Goddard or, you know, even dump down to Sanders Um, and, and even Quez. I mean, Quez is, I think he could actually be, you know, the breakout player this season. Um, potentially. We'll see. I, I really think Devante is going to have a great season simply because AJ is going to eat up all that. You know, the defense is just, I would focus on him mainly if I'm the defense. So uh, I don't know if you could give him that top 10 receiver talent simply because I don't think that the, the ball's going to get thrown to him enough. Uh, the defense will be on him. Jalen, as we pointed out, isn't, you know, the greatest quarterback. I think we can all admit that with his arm. Sorry, Sean.
0: Um, So who knows?
2: You know he's the greatest. I think he might get, you know, in the range of four to six passes his way, maybe eight on a good day, but that's not enough to be top ten, you know? So that would be my guess as of right now. We'll see what he does in training camp. Maybe Jalen comes around.
1: By the way, talking about uh, really quick Madden rankings, uh, I sent this to the group thread, but uh, Quez Watkins tied for second highest rank in fastest players. I know, I know that I decided Sean got him oh, yeah. a little bit.
0: <laughs> I've always been a huge Quez guy. He was good for a couple deep plays, uh, again, uh, and maybe he has, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches a couple deep balls. I mean, if, if they're running three receivers and he's in that slot and he can just run, like there could be some really good opportunities for, for Quez to to get some deep balls, assuming they're on the same page, there, um, you know, training camp what about Rager. No, come on,
1: just <laughs> sorry,
0: <laughs> I couldn't go about cats without bringing him up. Oh no, your boy Jalen Rager, and maybe mm. uh Jalen Rager ends up getting traded because uh Jimmy Kensky had this Rob sense of the group of. Uh, since becoming the Eagles GM in 2016, Howie has made 13 trades in between the start of training camp and the regular season. Uh, you know, we got Gardner Minshew. There was the obviously the the Sam Bradford trade back in the day. Uh Doriel Green Beckham, who brought in who looked amazing at times and just mm. couldn't uh couldn't put it all together. Uh Darby, that ended up being a nice uh pickup in, in 2017. Uh, so, what do you guys think? It, it feels like he mathematically he has to have one trade in there. Is it Rager, or if not, who is it? Justin, throw out a hypothetical Howie trade between now and the end of training camp.
2: The only thing I can think of that off the top of my head that I'm a little concerned about still is that we don't have much tight end depth. Mm. Uh, you know, Tyree Jackson has been there. He looks great as a physical specimen, but you know, he's been injured. I think, uh, well, last season, right. He came back from the, the back. And then I think the ACL um, Rogers, you know, we keep having him on the team, but he's a little older stole. I think we still have, but he's kind of, you know, I think he's kind of reached his ceiling. So maybe there's potentially a trade there. Low um, white side. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I forgot about the transition of white side to tight end. So, uh, sorry, I forgot about that. That was my other point is that if we're asking white side to transition to tight end, that means there's probably a need for somebody behind Goddard in that position. So maybe we give up, you know, a low low pick in order to get somebody who can at least compliment Goddard, you know, maybe get us a couple, two tight end sets, In some certain circumstances, where if a pass is taking place, you don't, you know, uh, somebody else might be able to catch it other than Goddard.
0: What about what about you, Rob? What do you what do you predict in trade wise?
1: You know, I think the trade that I could see, and only if a team gets desperate, is uh, Andre Dillard. Um, Oh yeah, you know, I (laughs) think he has real value. Obviously, left tackle is a tremendously valuable position in this league. Uh, clearly, the team has committed to my long term. I don't know that Dillard has really shown the versatility to play effectively elsewhere on the line. I think, if I remember, they tried him at right, right tackle at some oh, point. Oh, yeah. That was, it was so great. that was a um, complete
0: disaster where he goes, <laughs> it's, it's like exactly. trying to write uh, with your <laughs> wrong hand. It's like, oh so,
1: I, I mean, look, I would love to keep him for the year. I think it would give us great depth because I do think he's a decent player. He 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 definitely played better last year um, when he was in there at left tackle and he did improve and hopefully he continued to improve. But, um, you know, I could see a team get desperate. I mean, look at um, like the Chiefs, their left tackle. You know, the reports are he's not going to report to training camp. Um, I forget his name now off the top of my head. Um, but. You know, so he's one that I would say keep an eye out. If we're not going to re-sign him, and how he has the opportunity to get some good value from him, you know, I-, I think I could see that possible.
0: Yeah, um, that's a definitely both both good uh, good angles there. I do think Rager uh, gets traded for like a conditional seventh, just to give the kid a fresh start. But I think I'll we see- could get a seventh. Conditional seventh <laughs> uh i I'll take it one step further right or uh, rob i'll say I'll say andre Dillard gets traded, and I think the the trade destination is the Green Bay Packers right now, their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, still not back. He's um, I think he tore his ACL or his Achilles and was last year. It was like, Hey, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back and just never came back. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers, if he's not where they want him to be, the Packers are in win now mode. I don't think they're, you know, and again, Bakhtiari is a true left tackle like Dillard. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the mix for Dillard and I think if you have a, a team with playoff aspirations like the Packers that need a left tackle, I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up there. But yeah, that was a good call. I didn't, I, the, the, the smoking kind of cooled on the Dillard trade, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a new injury or if again, if Bakhtiari um, doesn't end up uh, coming back a hundred percent, I wouldn't be shocked. What about surprise cut? There's always someone that, Uh, predicted to make the team make the roster nobody's thinking about and then all of a sudden gets cut for me the surprise cut as much as i love this guy i think uh, greg ward might be on the hot seat did
1: i steal yours rob yeah i was gonna say the same i'm with you i I just i don't see how he fits in the room i think they're gonna invest and go with some of these younger guys and you know, he's been great for us. He catches everything. He's reliable, but I just think he could be the odd man out.
0: Yeah. It's a shame. Cause I like him as a player and, and seems like a pretty good player, reliable guy, good hands, kind of caught like a bunch of key third downs, but I, I think he could be on the hot seat, you know, with AJ Brown and everyone else kind of moving up a peg. I, I think he could be in trouble. Justin, who do you have as a surprise cut for the Eagles? Surprise! I mean, other than
2: uh, other than Ward, I mean, I guess it maybe it's a, it would be a little bit of a surprise. I know we gave him a contract, but it's not that big of one. I mean, Boston Scott, we I know we we just gave him that year contract, but I could see potentially, you know, if somebody else is in there, um, maybe cutting him. Uh, I don't think you know, I, and I don't think it would be a surprise to many people, but I don't think guys like. Devin Allen, I know he's super hyped, uh, you know, because of his hurdles and whatnot. I don't think he's making even the practice squad. Maybe he does, but I I think that would be somebody where, you know, some people think, hey, this guy's super fast. He should be able to make it into the NFL. I don't think he's even going
0: to be able to make the practice squad uh, in the end. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, time for a fun closer though. Who is the surprise breakout star? There's always one receiver who lights it up in preseason. The talk radio is, is all hot and bother. Oh, we got to get this guy in the team. Uh, they never end up becoming great. Usually it's some like a uh, deep depth guy, but it is, it feels like it's an annual tradition here. Rob, who, who is a surprise breakout star that everyone in the Eagles sphere is going to be talking about?
1: Well, it's definitely going to be a wide receiver. Um, and I'm going to say Britton Covey or Covey. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name, but uh, I'm going to say him. He, he's, uh, you know, he was an undrafted free agent. Um, <clears throat> I think he's a relatively smaller guy for a receiver at five, eight. I'm, I'm just looking now. Um, so he seems like the kind of guy that, you know, people will get behind the underdog a few great story. catches. Exactly. It just seems set up perfect.
0: Well, and he had uh, I, I forget the number, but like four or five kick returns for a touchdown at Utah. So I think they're bringing him in primarily for uh, return stuff and special team stuff. So I think there's a real chance he, uh, he makes the team, even though they didn't spend a ton of draft capital on him. Justin looks like he's dying to go to the bathroom. Justin, what's up? you're right over there. Just itching my, I got a, I got a little bug bite on my ankle. I okay. was itching it with my heel. All right. That was the motion I was sensing. Sorry, the- buddy. No, it's all right. You look like you were like trying to keep a turtle head in. <laughs> uh, who do you have as a surprise breakout star for training camp? I, I think, uh, I mean, I was talking about
2: the tight end situation, but I think Grant, Calcaterra is going to be a guy they're going to talk about simply because he does have the hands. Um, The guy's athletic. Now, I, I don't know, you know, end result, what he's going to be, but I could definitely see some, you know, some articles cheering for him, rooting him on saying this guy could be something Um, and he's got a good story with the concussion story that that he has going on. So come back player.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, totally. Yeah. He was out of football with the concussions. I also had uh Burton Covey on my list, but I think now again, he's almost a hundred percent going to make the team, but I think the Kobe Dean uh, could really get people super excited going into the season because he fits that profile. Um, you know, maybe he ends up being a little too small to really have a major impact in the regular season, but I can see him lighten it up at joint practices, uh, and in preseason and hopefully it translates to the regular season, but I could see him having some plays, especially in just the format of joint practices. And, uh, yeah, I I could see him really being like getting a ton of hype going into the season.
1: Look, I don't see how you can count out Nakobe Dean in any way uh, for this upcoming season. I mean, he was the, uh, you know, essentially the quarterback of one of the best defenses in the, uh, you know, that played the best teams in college football. So you can call him undersized all you want, but I mean, he performed on the highest level. And and to me, there's no reason to think that he can't do that uh, again with the Eagles.
0: No, hundred percent. And, and again, one of the reasons they, people were like, Oh, you can't take him. He just played behind Jordan Davis at Alabama, but now he's literally going to be playing behind Jordan Davis, <laughs> but he's going to be doing it as a Philadelphia Eagle. All right, guys, a lot of fun on the show and uh, Hey, head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Get yourself some gear, uh, diehard Eagles gear. And Hey, we're going to be giving away a $50 gift card for the, uh, diehard Eagles store store. Leave a review on Apple podcast, tweet it to us at diehard Eagles 52 for your chance to win. Again, we're on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52. Get in over at the store, get some sweet mugs. Justin, you just, uh, you guys got a gift card. What are you, what are you getting over at the, uh, diehard
2: Eagles store? I was definitely looking at the mugs, but since I have the gift card now, I mean, looking at a hoodie, uh, I was telling you earlier, you know, I I was looking at it for a hoodie a a little while ago. The fact that I live in Hawaii though, uh, you know, I kind of out of sight, out of mind. I forgot about it, but I I'm liking what I'm looking at. So I I think I might pick one of those up. You could never go wrong with a hoodie, even in some warm weather, you still get some cold nights. So why not?
0: Get yourself a hoodie, a Hawaii hoodie like it over at the <laughs> store. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That'll do it for the Diary Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Sack of the Muddy Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go, go birds.